Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Chris Clark, who covers all things Chiefs and does the Locked on Chiefs podcast and is a friend of the show. And Chris, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I know that this is pretty familiar territory, at least for you. You got the Chiefs in the AFC title game. It's a feeling you have probably recognized and had before. But going into this one, does it feel any different from the previous years? Are you more confident, less confident? It's just how does this particular AFC title game going into it feel for you compared to the previous ones? Yeah, I think you look back and you saw the AFC title game last year and Kansas City came out and built a huge lead in the first half and then couldn't do anything in the second half. Uh, I think they're going to be much better, in much better shape this time around. Uh, last time they played the Bengals earlier this season, they were missing four players, and I really do believe if Kelsey doesn't fumble the ball late in the game that they probably go on the wing because I think they're headed for another touchdown at that point. So, um, you know, it's going to be a fun game. I'm really excited about it. I think that the Bengals are a fantastic team, and they have a great quarterback, but I'm feeling confident in Kansas City. Is there too much being made in the fact that Joe Burrow has not lost to the Chiefs? You know, I would say that if you look at Joe Burrow's weapons compared to Patrick Mahomes, I think he has better weapons overall. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Travis Kelsey, but – they don't have a, number, a legitimate number one receiver this year that has played like that guy, like Tyreek Hill has in the past. Um, and the Bengals have two of them on their roster, uh, and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is probably a top five wideout, so that's hard to compete with. Uh, I do think that you know it's going to be very interesting to see if Kansas City can put the pressure on Burrow because that's really what it's going to come down to. They have to be able to get pressure on him. And Chris Jones and Frank Clark and George Kaloftis need to be able to put him on the ground. So looking into this game, too, we know that Mahomes is is a key cog to this, obviously, and uh, had that little bit of an injury in the previous game. They say he's good to go, but just how do you feel and what have you been hearing as far as the injury goes, and do you think he's going to be close to 100% at least for this game? I don't know if he'll be 100%, but uh, you know, I've watched the videos that are out there about him walking around and practicing uh, in the media can see practice, and he seems like he is doing a lot better than anybody that I would expect to be coming off a high ankle sprain. So is he going to be 100%? No, but I do think he's going to be a lot closer than I would have figured he would be. How do you see the matchup with the uh, Chiefs offense versus that Bengals defense? Bengals defense – they don't get talked about a lot, but they are playing really well. They probably get overshadowed by that Bengals offense, but they are a unit that's playing well. How do you see that matchup, Chiefs offense, Bengals defense? It's a great matchup. Uh, Lou Ryan does a fantastic job for the Bengals, getting his guys ready to play and getting them in the right position and, and making sure that they are playing sound football. Uh, you know, it's going to be a game where Travis Kelsey's going to have to be involved, but you've got to have other guys step up. You know, Juju needs to have a big game. Uh, MBS needs to have a big game. But you look back at when they played the Bengals the last time, Kansas City didn't have McCall Hardman or uh, Kadarius Tony, and I think they have both of those guys this week. If they have both of those guys, they can stretch the field a lot more laterally and vertically than they have been able to uh, the last time around. What what is the injury that McCole Hardman has been dealing with? Because he did miss the previous game versus the Jags. Yeah, and 
they're just calling it pelvis. <laughs> so uh, I'm not exactly sure. It, it, it seems like it's kind of morphed. Uh, he had a little bit of a setback. So I'm um, still waiting on the on the injury report today to find out if he was a full participant in practice, but he was limited yesterday. So uh, if he you know has a full practice today, I would say that he's going to be pretty good to go for the week, but uh, that's going to be something to watch. Speak with Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, Chris, you mentioned uh, the difference in the first time that these two teams played. Uh, you know, I had some injuries and some players out. But besides that, it, what would you say are some other differences maybe between these two teams as far as matchups, as far as everything goes, that is different from the first time they faced each other to now? Well, the Bengals have lost three of their starting offensive linemen. And that's, and I would imagine that none of those three are going to play. I know uh, their starting right tackle is out for the season. Uh, their guard and their tackle did not practice yesterday, and I would imagine uh, their starting left tackle, Jonah Williams, dislocated his knee, which is the same injury that Mahomes had uh, a couple of years ago against Denver. Uh, Mahomes came back in game in two games, I believe, uh, but as you can see with his healing from a high ankle sprain, he's a little bit different. I don't expect Jonah Williams back this week. I wouldn't expect their guard back this week. Uh, and if that's the case, then you would expect that Chris Jones is going to have uh, a pretty big day. Uh, if he's not getting a sack, uh, he's creating enough pressure to where other guys are getting one-on-ones, and they're probably going to be able to pressure Joe Burrow a little bit. Uh, Kansas City is also missing one of their starting offensive linemen in Joe Tooney, who's one of their best pass blockers uh, the last time they played the Bengals. So I think that there's you know wins on both sides for Kansas City that they just need to be able to take advantage of, and you know that with all the talk that Cincinnati has been having over this past week about how they own Arrowhead and it's Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead, uh, I think the Chiefs players are going to be a little bit more fired up. How are the Chiefs looking outside of Chris Jones with that defensive line? Frank Clark is one that comes to mind, but uh, who are some of the other players that you expect to be able to bring some pressure? And do they pressure with their linebackers at times? So Spagnuolo does like the blitz. Although I don't think that they're going to want to blitz Joe Burrow a lot in this game, uh, it would not shock me if they do things similar to what they did against the Jaguars at times. Uh, George Colossus had a stretch where he had, I think, five and a half sacks in seven games. Uh, he's coming on as a rookie. I think that he's going to be a big piece of this. Uh, Carlos Dunlap used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals, so I think he's going to be a little bit more fired up this week to play his former team, especially for the AFC Championship. And then you look at another guy in, in Mike Dana who has had a fantastic season uh, and has shown that he has the ability to you know, get pressure at different times. And they like to rotate the guys in and have you know some of the defensive ends go to defensive tackle and some of the deep tackles go to defensive end at times and have a nice NASCAR package. Uh, and I think that that's how they get pressure, although you will see pressure probably as well from, I would imagine, Lazarius Sneed and maybe even uh, McDuffie as well. Uh, in the safety, they'll bring it from all different levels. Spagnuolo is never going to make it just vanilla and have it be the front four. You think Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP? You think he's the most qualified candidate for it? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he wins the MVP. I think you look back at how this season started, everybody expected Kansas City to take a step back. Uh, I don't know, for the fifth or sixth year in a row, everybody was sticking the Chargers to win the division in Kansas City took the division with three games to play. Um, Mahomes did it without Tyree Kill, without really having a, a number one wide receiver. Yeah, he has Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey had a fantastic season, but 
he was able to spread the ball around, and I think he was very successful. I mean, you saw what happened when Chad Hitty came in. He was able to take the offense down and score on a 98-year drive. Uh, but that was one drive out of, you know, in the situation where if you're missing the homes for a game or two, I think it's a lot of different situations. And the teams are going to be able to uh, stop what Henny is able to do compared to what Mahomes can. How would you evaluate the Chiefs' running game and uh, some of the changes they've made this year? I think the running game is actually going to be something that they may lean on in this game. And I say that because if the Bengals come out and they start doing what they did last year in the, in the AFC Championship and they're you know having only three guys rush the QB and they're dropping eight, they're going to run Pacheco at them all day long. And I think Pacheco is the guy that has come on late in the season. Uh, he was a rookie. He had a lot, a little bit of growing pains with fumbling the ball, but he's shown that he could be a lot better coming out of the backfield. And he's got a lot of speed, and he runs very, very hard. Then you have a guy like Jerick McKinnon, who has just been a jack-of-all-trades for Kansas City, catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I think he had a touchdown in six straight games. Uh, a receiving touchdown in six straight games to end the season. And, you know, you're looking at situations like that. He can be a weapon out of the backfield. Catching the ball was his most important asset. Is Go watch what he does in pass protection. He took out one of the Jaguars linebackers on a blitz last week uh, and did another one as a personal protector on the punt unit um, and basically made the guy flip over him that was trying to get to the punter. So I think the running game is, is really good, and I think that they have a lot of different things that they can do. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, is there any chance that uh, he's going to return anytime soon? There is a chance he's back this week. Uh, Andy Reid talked about both Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jody Fortson earlier this week. He said that Fortson was probably closer to returning uh, than Clyde, but at the same time, I would think that if they're going to bring Clyde back uh if it doesn't happen this week, I would say he's probably back to the Super Bowl, assuming they get there. Uh, and I do like what he brings to this offense because I think that he can kind of give you a lot of what McKinnon does. Uh, they're not the same running back, obviously, but having another guy that can catch the ball in the backfield and give you another guy that can be you know, a threat from that position is going to be something Kansas City could use. Chris, I know it didn't end up happening, but uh, I was curious just to know as far as the fans and the reaction they had knowing that there was a possibility that there was going to be the AFC title game in a neutral field where it wasn't going to be in Kansas City. If Buffalo had won, it would have been a whole thing. How how are fans treating that as far as the the ability or the possibility of it being there in Atlanta? And also, what was the excitement level and how hard were they rooting (laughs) rooting for Cincinnati so that way they'd be able to host an AFC title game there in Arrowhead once again? Well, I think what we heard was that within 24 hours, 50,000 tickets were sold between the Chiefs and the Bills for that AFC Championship game in Atlanta. Uh, Obviously, all those fans are going to get their money back uh, because it's not in Atlanta. So I think that there were plenty of Chiefs fans that were going to be willing to travel. Uh, I think King City as a whole was pretty disappointed that it could happen. But when you look at the, the totality of the situation, that's about the best that they could do coming up with a scenario of, how are we going to make this fair when you're basically canceling the game? Uh, so I, I kind of got it from that perspective. Uh, when you start looking at what Chiefs fans were looking at in that Cincinnati game, everybody was cheering for Cincinnati. And it wasn't just because they wanted the home game, although I think that was a big part of it, but also because they want to beat Cincinnati. Uh, Chiefs fans are tired of hearing Cincinnati has uh, got Kansas City's number, and I think that you, know, you look at all the games, 
Tennessee's lost by three points in every game. It's been a very close game. It's been hard fought every every single time. Uh, so we'll see how this shakes out this Sunday. Also to that, Bengals fans, it was impressive that they traveled well to Buffalo. They were really loud. You could hear them. And uh, you would expect with Kansas City and with the Chiefs, their, pan, their, their fans are passionate, and they're not going to give up the amount of seats that the Bills fans seem to give up. But the Bengals fans, they're traveling well. They're confident about this team. So uh, how, how are you feeling as far as the fans showing up for this game and not allowing those Bengals fans to kind of take over in a sense? I think it's a great question, and I think the Kansas City is going to show up in force. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if there's you know a couple thousand Bengals fans there, and, and maybe a few more than that. But Kansas City is rabid about this team. If you go back and look at the television numbers of people that are watching the games, uh, Kansas City is just killing it when it comes to when the Chiefs are on the field. The entire city is watching, and you know, although it's been Arrowhead for the past five years. You don't get to host a, an AFC championship game that often. And Kansas City has been very lucky because they have, you know, I wouldn't say lucky, they've been very good at getting the number one seed or being able to play at their own place. And I think that's fantastic for them. But I don't think these fans take that for granted. I think that they really want to show up on Sunday and they want to show this team and show really the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know, the, the what their fan base is made of. So, Chris, I know that this is an important game. you got to get by this one first with Cincinnati, but knowing that it's either going to be Philadelphia or San Francisco in the Super Bowl, if Kansas City wins this one, do you feel like one of those teams is a more favorable matchup for the Chiefs, or is there a team you'd rather face between those two, assuming the Chiefs win the AFC title? Assuming they win the AFC title, I think that, you know, I think that most Chiefs fans would probably say they want to play San Francisco. And that may seem like that doesn't make a lot of sense. But you go back to earlier this season when Kansas City beat San Francisco and scored 40 points on that defense. Um, obviously, their defense is going to be different this time around. Now, a couple more players back. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey is really in that role when it comes to uh, you know the running back position. He, that was his first game with San Francisco uh, against Kansas City. But I think that you look at the situation and you've got two number one wide receivers on both those teams. I think, you know, IU is one and then Debo Samuel for the 49ers. So both fantastic wide receivers. Then you get into, you know, the Eagles and they have Brown and Devontae Smith and both those are fantastic wide receivers. So you're, it's kind of pick your poison there. The reason I would say Kansas City is because I think that you have to feel pretty good going and playing the 49ers again knowing that it would be likely Jimmy Garoppolo. And if it's not Garoppolo, it's Brock Purdy. Uh, and I think you would like that matchup. Uh, Purdy's played very well, but there are some things that he struggled with that I don't think teams have been able to take advantage of yet. So I'm really curious to see how that game shakes out. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you joining us, man. I know it's an exciting time there in Kansas City. Have fun this weekend, and hopefully we're able to catch up with you later down the road, all right? Sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me.